So they called me in to audition for the part of、uh, Rambo. And they said,、uh, now we do not want a Sylvester Stallone sound alike. I said, got it. And then to soften them up, you know, to make them laugh, I started、uh, talking like this, you know, and、uh, reading the lines. And I'm waiting for someone to, you know, go, okay, okay, ha, ha, ha. And, and they're going, we love that. <laughs> and I said, I thought you didn't want a Stallone sound alike. And they said, that doesn't sound like Stallone. I said, you're absolutely right. It doesn't. It's nothing. Bro, he's just hitting every button. Just literally it's every、like、button. Look you, you could have hit every button. On, on Justin's face when I play the wrong intro, the like 20 minute version, like the extended cut of our intro. No, I would have rather just been committed to the long one than switch to three different ones. At least I didn't. <laughs> What's up, everyone?、Oh、we are back and we're、he's、at night,、still. which means things are going to get chaotic during this next hour. Some fun new stuff we skipped last week, so um, <laughs> lots to talk about. So much to talk about. Mike liked the Marvel movie, we will get into that very, very <laughs> soon. And uh, I do want to say we have a guest joining us, and I'm really excited to talk to her. We talked to her briefly before the show started, and I can't wait to bring her on, introduce her to all of you guys. Please welcome to the show, Carissa Grant. Carissa, how are you? <laughs> Good, hi, <laughs> thanks for having me on. Hello, hello. Hi. Who's your little friend? Oh,、uh, this is my stuffed、uh, Nubis. That's、uh, <laughs> he's some, my emotional support Nubis. But、um, has, uh, I need one. Yeah, got him again. <laughs> he、Get、has、one. his own little staff that he holds.、So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> All right, hello Nubis, welcome. <laughs>、uh, yeah. So,、um, tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Uh, originally, I was from New York,、um, and then I moved to Tennessee, which、uh, is quite the culture shock. And、um, <laughs> it's a little, a little different. But I've, I've been here for like eight years, and、um, still don't know what's going on.、Um, but、uh, it's cheaper, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My house is like three times the size for like one fourth the price. So there's that.、Um, But uh, I uh, traditionally, st-、uh, I'm a role player, and、uh, I, st- I started my own comic book from a story that I role played. So that's, that's how I got to where I am. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that doesn't happen more because, you know, DMs and stuff, they spend so much time creating their stories that I would love to see more of them turn them into actual books, either comic books or regular books. Well, I, I wrote.、Um, In two years, I've been role playing for 17 years. I, I role played as Claire Redfield from Resident Evil 2 for 15 years.、Um, and、uh, I started this role about two and a half years. And in two years, with my co writer, who was my role player, we wrote、uh, 11 novels so for fun. And it was just too good to waste. So, five of them is this series one. And I decided to convert them into a comic book. And now I'm obsessed with it. So <laughs> just a little that's, bit. That's awesome. 
So what's the writing process like when you're trying to, okay, I'm going to make this comic book. I kind of have an idea. So what's the process like of going from the initial idea to getting it started and like where, where does this funding come from and so forth? Um, the funding comes from credit cards. That's where it's coming from. Um, the story idea, I, I, I started writing from Resident Evil 2. Um, I was obsessed with the game and I found out about role playing after I saw the movie Stay Alive and um, I just started role playing and I, I'm dyslexic. So I started as a one liner and then I went to para, then multi para, and then I thought I'd never go to novel air and and uh, somebody talked me into it. And now I went from writing one line to like 6000 word replies. Um, so I've, I guess I've upgraded just a, a tiny bit. Um, as for my writing style, I mean, I literally just sit down and write. I don't, everyone's like, what's your process? I was like, I sit down and I type, like, I don't really have, I don't really have a, a pro I don't think ahead. I just sit down and write it. Um, and fortunately, um, I'm either multiple personality or my character has its own life, but it pretty much just writes itself. And there's technically 80 issues written between the two series. Um, and we're still writing. So uh, I think I wrote uh, two chapters last week. So uh, there's there's way more coming for it. Um, but this series one is is a complete story. But it's five novels, and each novel is about. So the first one seven issues, the second one seven issues, and book three I kind of went a little bit berserk because it's it's Resident Evil two pretty much. Um, <laughs> so it's like fifteen issues, <laughs> a little longer. It took um, a little time to explore that one. Oh man, zombies! I, I was a zombie girl before it was cool, um, <laughs> but yeah, I love zombies. And there's some zombies in one, and there's some zombies in two, but three is all zombies. Um, and they're trapped in an infested city, and they're they're at a, a military hospital that they're trying to get through. And and uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot a lot in that issue and um in those issues. So that that's my favorite, even though I'm not supposed to have favorites, but that's my favorite. <laughs> Well, as a person who's been in a military hospital, the zombies are probably an improvement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just started this. So I'm, I have to convert, you know, to the scripts. Um, and dialogue's the hardest thing to convert because you pretty much write whatever you want uh, when you're writing a novel. Um, and also when you're writing a novel, you don't have to worry about what was in the room three pages ago. <laughs> you just magically, there's a, you know, a knife on the table next to you. <laughs> Um, so when you're doing scripts, you're like, oh, I need to go back and write that there's a knife on the table. Um, but when I first wrote my first uh, script, uh, <laughs> I um, I might have gone too much dialogue. And the letter was like, would you like to see any of the art or just have dialogue? And I was like, oh, so my first script was magically two scripts. And um, so I had two scripts that I kind of, uh, you know, stretch out a little bit. Um, so I've learned my lesson since then. Um, so I, I think I'm on script, uh, 16. So I just entered my book three and it's, it's way too fun. And I didn't realize how much harder it would be to do scripts for four because two more characters are in for, for the book three. So I had to do scripts for four characters and normally an issue is about a 10,000 words from the novel. 
I'm 1000 words in and I'm, I'm already on page 10. So, um, I don't know how long this is going to be, but, uh, yeah, it should be, it's, it's going to be, I can just get every time I write a page, I can't wait to see it drawn, you know? So I see everything in panels. Now I used to see everything in movies when I wrote the novels and now all I see is things in panels. I'm like, this is going to be an awesome panel. So I was about to ask is like, yeah, does seeing the artwork actually play out with your dialogue on top of it and so forth? Does that influence how you kind of take the story from here on out a little bit? Like, actually My, having a yeah, like the story has definitely changed a lot. Um, like it, it, it follows the novels, but originally in the novel, the fathers, um, she's a, the, our two main characters are soulmates and one is an angel descendant and one is a demon descendant and the fathers have been after them for centuries and it, they go through each life with these, you know, fathers going after them, but um, they weren't seen in, in, in the first series. They came in the second series, but it, I didn't want it to appear like a normal, you know, uh, survival horror. I wanted to have the elements of the angels and the demons. And so I added them and it just had a mind of its own. And now Anubis is, was only in like one issue, I think last time. And now he's in all of it. Um, not only was he so popular, he's super fun to see and drawn. Um, I mean, he was playing fetch with a hellhound in the newest episode and newest issue. And, um, and, and, and Resident Evil for our Resident Evil two, like world, I mean, I have Anubis walking and I was going to have him like fight these zombies with his staff. And then I was like, it's Anubis. He just holds up the staff and they like part ways for him. And I was like, now I want to see that as a cover. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It has definitely evolved from what the story was written. Um, and you know, the, the characters have evolved and, and uh, I think the biggest difference about having it come from role play is the characters are written by two separate people. So when you're reading, Serafina, it's all of my writing and all of my actions and my thoughts and, and everything. And then when you're reading Draven, it's my co-writer. So you you have two different personalities. It's not just one person writing it. So um, you could see how very different they are. You know, um, he thinks a lot more than her. Uh, he's he's more of a jerk than her. Um, so uh, it's it's definitely a more unique way to go about it. You know, you you have coworkers and stories, but that you don't usually have them. You know, doing the only one character, so you have that difference there. I was I was curious about that too. It's like that's something of a first I've heard where someone is specifically, you know, kind of responsible for one particular character. And I was yeah. about to say there's no crossover. Then there's not a point where you're nope. kind of like Draven. No. Trust me, add a little Draven dialogue yeah. here or something. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's uh, we kept it pretty that way because it was just so much more unique and um you, you know because you might think you're writing for that character but you're you're set on your own character so you don't want your personality to leak into the other character um and to have him be a demon and and you know i mean he was you know they were separated for 10 years they thought each other was dead and so he trained as an assassin and she trained as a supernatural hunter so you have these two intense personalities you know um, and in issue one, when they finally unite with each other, they're in a town like Silent Hill. It's like merging with hell and they're, they're trapped there. And, and I had my letter be like, I don't know why he was so upset. He's like, so in love with these characters. It was like the first issue. He's like, why aren't they like happy to see each other or kissing or, or whatever? I was like, um, because they don't, they're like, they don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> Maybe they like, believe they're awake right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he thinks, he, like he thinks it's a nightmare. He doesn't want to get tricked again and, and she thinks it's automatically a trick and and plus not only that i mean the second after they meet like the entire town of ghosts attack them it's not like they have like time for tea or something so 
Um, so I sneak a smooch in there. Yeah, actually, they missed opportunities. Even, <laughs> they, they don't even get to kiss until uh, we just wrote it in issue five, and I was like, they get to kiss, and then like two seconds later, they get attacked, but they got to kiss. <laughs> so I was I was excited for that, but um, yeah, it, it's been called um, Romeo and Juliet in Hell, which I never <laughs> loved, but very fitting. You know, it's funny, Chris, uh, we, I always send these guys like stuff to check out before an interview and, you know, to say that they usually wait until last minute is an understatement, but when I, I share, talking about. when I shared, when I shared the link here, what the heck within, <laughs> within five minutes of me sending the link, I get this text and Mike goes, now that is a hell of a panel. So. I was like, oh man, I'm like, that is, that's going to be in my mind for a long while. Like, <laughs> it, was like it was like, they're like, how quick, like, you know, is it like a slow burn? I was like, no, no, there's, there's, there's nothing slow at all. Uh, yeah, that's that, like that, page two or three, I think. Yeah. Is on. yeah, yeah it would really depend two. on your definition of slow. Yeah. In, in page two, <laughs> I think you see the father with the guts out. And he's like holding the head, but in page three, he's like throwing the head at her, and then it like crashes into the the wall and or the door or whatever. Um, I mean, a lot happens in like I mean, it's chaotic. It's literally chaotic. Um, but like the whole beginning is you know it's a dream, it's a flashback, and um, you know you see the the brother is possessed by a demon. He kills the parents. She, you know she calls Draven, says don't come to the house. The first thing he does is come to the house. You know, she goes out the back window. He comes in the front door. He calls her name. She gets hit by a car and he gets arrested for her murder. And they both think the other one's dead. And I was like, what? Page five. So, like, <laughs> so you know, um, and then you, and then it doesn't it doesn't really slow down from there. I mean, the first time they get to really talk is in uh, issue five. And then uh, it's like, I don't know, three pages. And then they go off to you know, chase vampires and stuff. And, and we do have, I don't know how many issues I gave you. Um, but issue four is the one that's on live campaign right now. Um, which you can, you can find really easily just search worthy chaos and it pops up, but we have our, our own subspecies of vampires and they're called clotters. And, um, I was always upset because a vampire that you cut, you know, in any story bleeds, but they have no heartbeat. So I'm like, that's not really, you know, realistic in the mythology of it. So I have it that their heart beats every six hours, which is just enough to keep it from going into rigor mortis. So they have like this clotted, disgusting blood when you cut them. Uh, it also gives them strength. But the worst part for the characters is they have a hive mind. So if they taste your blood, they can find you anywhere like a home and beacon. And if you kill one of them, their main goal is to track you down for revenge. Um, and that's kind of what these next three issues are, is them realizing they have to go after every single vampire in this family to keep them from coming after them. Um, like, so that's kind of that's what... Awesome. Yeah, and, and we just got the um, uh, the cover for issue six. My artist is really fast. So issue five just got finished, and issue four isn't even finished on a Kickstarter. And, um, <laughs> you know, we have this really cool cover. It's like for six, it's an homage to... Um, I don't know if you guys know the uh, there's an uncanny X-Men where um, Wolverine is chained to an X um, and then Witchblade does an homage to it and she's, you know, chained to a W. So um, it fit everything that happens in this issue. And I've never even seen, you know, I, I didn't even think about it. Somebody sent me this cover and said, you should do this cover. And I was like, do you, do you know anything that happens in six? He's like, no, I was like, the, everything that there happens in six, <laughs> like Raven's attack, you know, chained to a, 
a pole and they chop off the head so there's skulls in a fire which they set them on fire and then you know all this stuff happens and she's passed out and there's her on the cover so it came out so well and i've been staring at it all day um but like i can't wait to see it you know colored and, and everything but it was so cool to have this homage. and then we have it's w for worthy chaos so we even stole the w for, the, for that so it, it just fits so perfect um so it, it came out really well and I'll, I'll i'll send i'll send you it later so you can sneak peek at it so awesome yeah, yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome no that, yeah. that's great um so i mean like i'm just kind of amazed like you you never really set out to be a comic book writer like that's no. not no where you ever thought you'd be that's it, it wasn't even a blimp on the radar in my existence like <laughs> that's it was so amazing <laughs> like, like after we wrote so we finished uh five uh books and then we went on to the spinoff which the spinoff is a, a what if because i used to love the what if books because I, I just i love like what if Barbara Ketch was the ghostwriter or whatever. So um, at the beginning of Redemption, and it, you can kind of hint at things, because there is a prequel, there's five issues written. Um, and there's one issue that's actually from another artist that we had made, which is free in this kicks in this Kickstarter, because it's one of the uh, stretch goals. Anyway, right before this, they were going to run away together, which she hints at was she says, Draven, are you back? Because she's waiting for him to come back so they can run away. So in the spinoff, they actually do run away before the parents are murdered. And now you have two teenagers on the run with no training from being an assassin, no training from being supernatural hunter and demons and monsters are still after them. So you have this way different perspective and you get to see Serafina who starts off as this timid girl, you know, um, who start, you know, you get to see her develop into the badass that she is in redemption. Um, so pretty much in most of the issues in the spinoff, she's hiding behind Draven, but she slowly starts to, you know, come out of her shell and, you know, kick some ass. Um, but it was just cool. So we, we wrote that. And then after we were done, I, we, we had like a kind of, someone's like, why don't you publish it? I was like, you can't really publish it because it was written as a role player, you know? Um, and we had an editor to ask, like, is this something that would ever happen? She's like, you have to merge the entire story. And we didn't want to lose it. We'd rather make no money than lose our story. So I said, listen, I'll just go to like lulus.com and I'll print us up our own novels and we'll just read it for ourselves. I said, I'm going to find some artists to do the cover. So I'm going through like, I don't know, Upwork or whatever. And I was like, these are all cartoony. I'm like, don't you want something realistic? And she's like, cartoony is fine. I was like, oh, yeah, you don't, you don't mind cartoony. <laughs> I was like, oh. Did you, what about a comic book? And she's like, okay. Not, I didn't, had no idea that this would be five times more work as a fun hobby than my business that I run outside of this. Um, <laughs> but I said, all right, let's do this. So I, I hired an artist and um, I went home that night and, and I was in the bed and I'm writing to her and I'm like, I have no idea how to do a script. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. She's like, you'll figure it out. Um, so the next day I got up, I watched 20 minute YouTubes and I was like, all right, let's see if I could do this. And I wrote my script that day, which obviously became two scripts. Um, so I was ahead of the game. And then like an idiot, I just kept doing it. And now we're on issue four in six months. So, um, I mean, idiot, like a Fox, like that's, you've got all the material you're, you're going to need. Uh, that's, that's amazing. I'm, uh, that's just like my mind is blown. You just like literally just like fell into this. Yeah, like, yeah. It's it's better to be uh, lucky than smart because um, it's just it's really good. So I, so far I mean, so good. It's so. great to be both. I I really enjoy your comic book. Like that, that, oh, that's good. 
It's it's. I mean, I I only read issue one because I thought that was all that was there. Oh, two quarter, man. And, and so yeah, so I got I got to read issue two. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Too. Um, <laughs> that's uh, that's just like, but I, it feels very put together. I I, I like your your style. Um, we were we were kind of talking about issue one. And I'm like. You don't know whose dream you're in. You don't yeah. know like what time you're at. Like, uh, uh, it's like it's all crazy. But I, st- but I- I'm not turned off from this. Yeah. Right. You know? like, yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a bit it was a bit discombobulating at first. But then I'm like, oh, well, I mean, that's the thing is all will be revealed eventually yeah. down the line as yeah, to what's you, actually taking place. It all comes like you figure out everything in issue seven. If you, issue seven is like forty pages, it's just you you find out what's going on and it gets a little bit more chaotic and a little bit worse. But it kind of evens out, you know, like it's not as like, what the hell is going on? Um, but for for book one, it was just, there's so much going on. And I hint to things that people probably don't get. And then when they read issue seven, they'll be like, oh, that's why she freaking said that all the time. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, so I hinted at it. No one could yell at me. I, I told you, you weren't paying attention. Um, but, uh, and every every issue has an Easter egg, which I, I don't know if you found it in, Easter, in, in issue one. Um, but everything has an Easter egg from either Resident Evil, Silent Hill, a horror movie, a horror game. Um, and uh, issue one is on the page where um, the Hellhound is um, leading her towards Draven, uh, which was the, the Hellhound's point. Um, right on that page, there's a crocodile in the sewer. Um, and that is because I, I started playing Resident Evil 2 because I saw the commercial of the crocodile trying to get Leon out of the sewer. And I kid you not, I had no PlayStation and I told my parents, I need to go get this PlayStation so that I can rent this game. And they're like, are you insane? I was like, I don't care what holiday it is coming up. I need my PlayStation. I need $300 so yeah. I can spend $60 more. Yeah. So, so, she bought, so we, you know, we made it, we came up with a deal. I, I don't, I think it was like my next three Christmases. And I, we went and bought this PlayStation one. And um, we rented the game and it didn't have any instructions. So Leon kept walking oh, into the fire. I was yeah. like, I don't know how to play this stupid game. I like, I like oh, threw the man. controller. My this brother so walked in. Yeah, my brother walked yeah. There's no instructions. I can't Google it. My brother walks in and he's been playing Zelda his whole life. So he picks it up and he's like playing. I was like, get the hell out of my room. And uh, I started playing and I like, I think I, I played nonstop for like eight hours. So like we went to the store, I bought Resident Evil 2 and uh, Final Fantasy 7 for whatever reason, and then came home. And then I was like, there's an auto aim. <laughs> like I was like, what the <laughs> hell? So uh, that was it. I was I was hooked and I absolutely was obsessed with it. And so that's the Easter egg. It had to be on, in the first issue. Um, but for anyone else, I'm like, oh, it's the urban legend of the alligator in the sewer, but it's, it's from Resident Evil too. So All right, you brought up horror. I got to ask you, cause right now we're in a Renaissance for horror. Like horror, in my opinion, is the best genre out right now. Yeah. Uh, what's some of the, your favorite current films that you've seen? Uh, current, um, let's see. Uh, well, I just saw Terrifier. I don't know how much current that was, but I'd never seen it before. Um, I saw the short that was in, and that was terrifying. I can't wait. <laughs> Terrifier <laughs> 2 just came out a little bit ago, right? Yeah, yeah I haven't seen that one. Um, but he's at uh, the actor that plays uh, the main uh, guy uh, is in the ta- in uh, Kentucky in October. So I kind of want to go see him. Um, so I don't know how I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of what's modern. I mean, the the last couple of years, which I feel like I'm getting older and older, so it's not as modern. But Shaun of the Dead is my absolute favorite um wrong turn is one of my favorites 
And uh, my first horror movie ever when I was six is obviously my favorite. And that is um, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Um, the very first scene I ever saw, I was six years old, was the heroine scene with the marionette. Yeah. So that, I was fascinated. And I wasn't supposed to be watching. So like I'm on the stairs, like staring at the screen and no one knows I'm there. And and um, that was awesome. That was Dream, War War Dream Warriors, right? Was yeah, three? yeah. Dream yeah. Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can um, kind of see the parallel a little bit too, in, yeah. in some of your uh, plot yep. elements as well. I'm like, oh, yep. okay. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah. That I don't know what it was about that scene, and um, it was just something. And I loved all of them, you know. But that was the first thing. I, that was the first introduction to horror that I'd ever had. And the next one was Cujo, which um, was great until I went to the park and there's a giant Saint Bernard with like muddy and wet and growling and running around. I was like, I'm going home. <laughs> so I was like. <laughs> So that kind of affected me a little bit, but um, I, had a, I had a similar situation. I was watching it once and this was probably my 30th time watching it. I was watching <laughs> it like 92 maybe. And I, I go on the back deck and there are two balloons going across my backyard. And I could not have gotten in that house and locked that door faster. Dude, I so, was scared to death. So, that, so that it, I was you. just going to mention that it, it, so I was a teenager when it was out. I was in high school and we were watching critical eye and I was not a little kid here, so I did better when I was six. But I watched it, and you know, in Critical Eye, and you don't get to see the ending, so you don't get to see it defeated. So you're halfway through. So you know the part where he comes through the shower and he makes that goggling sound? Well, I went home and took a shower, and my mom's, my parents' shower makes that noise. I could not shower with my eyes closed. So I'm like staring at the drain, washing my hair like a freaking idiot. And uh... I'm like... It's not gonna surprise me. <laughs> I watched I watched half of that movie it. So like basically at the as far as I knew, at the end of the movie, the monster wins. Yeah. And uh yeah, no, it messed me up. I would walk so far around sewers. Any like <laughs> any sewer entrance or manhole was 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 given oh, like yeah. fair distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah. Oh my goodness. I was messed up for years after that. And I didn't even know that I only watched the first half of it. Like, oh, uh, the, uh, oh the series? I yeah, 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 no, yeah, it was, yeah. it was awful. It was we, uh, like, Max is a pet turtle now. Just for <laughs> I, I actually, I do. It's, it's a tortoise, but, uh, but yes, I do. I'm pretty proud of Max though. Like he's finally getting back out there. He saw Smile last no, year. No, 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 no. I'm married. Okay, <laughs> happy wife, happy life. She, she likes that horror sessions. crap. He, she he likes handled, that horror crap. I handled, can't stand it. You handled what? Evil Dead like a champ, Max. Evil, like I didn't even Dead, scream. Evil or Dead jump. Like Smile was scarier than Evil Dead. I did not see Smile. I I keep hearing. That I'm supposed to see it, and then the, as it's, soon as I'm about to see it, somebody says it sucks, and I was like, "What the hell?" Like, some five people just said like, it was good. Oh yeah. yeah no, no, uh, go see Smile. Like, if, I I don't like horror because <laughs> I, I I don't like being scared. I don't enjoy like any of the emotions or the feelings that happen when you're horrified. Um, so I don't know why people do this That's for adorable. fun, but uh, but uh, my my wife she she loves that horror movie stuff and. Yes. and so like she gets like one maybe two a year and uh, oh, man <laughs> yeah, I, I can't get enough was... horror I I went to uh, I used to do the horror mazes um, you know in the fields and there's only one thing that terrifies me it's the sound of a chainsaw <laughs> yeah 
see that's the thing movies fine don't but don't immerse me in in the actual movie yeah, like yeah those horror mazes i'm out i can't do that I, I <laughs> yeah, it, it was the worst because i had one guy poke me in the chest like I, like he looked like a clown i was like you're not supposed to touch me and i like slammed him into the wall i was like <laughs> as you should and then for whatever reason i got halfway like towards the end and two guys tried to separate me from my, I was like on a first or second date or something. And they tried to separate us and said, oh, you go ahead. And he's going to stay back here. And I don't know what the freak I thought my mind was thinking they were going to do to him. But I was like, I can't leave him back here. So like I'm fighting with this guy and they like slammed me against the wall. And I was like, what kind of maze is this place? So like I tripped him and said, "Get you know, I'm like, I'll take you all down. I don't care. And then I grabbed my my the guy and we left and he was such a wuss too so I don't know why I bothered but uh, um, well, you're the heroine like hey like you said you need to save him like, <laughs> it's his redemption arc somebody's got to be in distress and, somebody's got to be there I mean, <laughs> right but uh I, I'll tell you the mo the more terrifying like I don't like mazes because I don't like being like the trapped in there but these kind of mazes you just keep going it's not like you got to find your way out mm. but I went to one in the woods. In like some Six Flags or something, and it is terrifying. Like that, you hear the chainsaw somewhere. I mean, you're walking, and the thing that made me scream the loudest was like, I guess there was a car parked there, and they beeped the horn, and I jumped like 50 feet in the air. Like, yeah. So I, I do get scared, but um, I yeah, I jump a lot, and I do scream. I, I say I scream like a girl, but um, I just keep I keep going through it. Like um, I think the only time I majorly screamed like playing a video game was. I don't know if you ever played Resident Evil 4, but um, I had the, the the demo that you're not supposed to have because um, the nerds at the store liked me. So um, and uh, I got I got I got the, you know, the, the behind the scenes stuff. It was so cool. Anyway, I'm home and I'm like finally getting in the in, in the house, the cabin in the village. And I'm like snipering from the window. And I guess the chainsaw guy got through the, the dresser that I had in front of the window. So like I'm snipering and all of a sudden I get cut in half by a chainsaw. And I screamed so loud that like my boyfriend came down and was like, what happened? I was like, I got killed by a chainsaw. <laughs> He's like, whatever. So yeah, I do I'm scream, playing. but I, I just keep going. I have to keep watching. I'm playing through the Resident Evil 4 remake right now with the boy, and yeah. uh, that's it's. The, the, have you played the remakes? Like they're incredible. No, I, I I do have to play it. I was watching somebody play it, um, and I don't know why. Why is the wolf dead in the beginning? Like you're supposed to. Did they not want to deal with the the wolf, or is there a way to save it? And this guy just didn't do it. Like I was very upset by the wolf being dead. <laughs> I was like, is that the wolf? Like how how betrayed they gotta, they gotta change something. Yeah, <laughs> Except for it's weird when Leon's like, "Hey, it's that wolf." That that the way he says it has been stuck in my head for what twenty years now. So, but yeah, no, I have to play it. And um, uh, I mean, it, they took forever to redo Resident Evil Two. That was like my favorite. Um, Resident Evil One was okay. I never played the original original. Uh, I played the somewhat, I don't think I did anyway, but it was, it was so many keys, you know, it was mostly keys and you're in a mansion. It wasn't as good as like going through like the entire city or, you know, Spain or whatever the hell you go. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's weird on some things where it's like, when you go back and watch, you know, the original, like I, I like Mass Effect for me, I started Mass Effect two and then tried to play Mass Effect one and I, I couldn't. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's weird sometimes when the original like okay, like I see where they got this from, yeah. but I don't appreciate it the same way that like 
a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to like everyone's first game probably was the favorite was Resident Evil One because that's how they started. But I started with Leon and Claire and and you know and poor Leon you know getting everyone leaves him behind or he's, he gets all upset. He's like, hey, what about me or whatever. Uh, he's like, nobody <laughs> listens to me. Um, but yeah, I, I love those. And I think I liked three. It wasn't, I mean, it was good, but I don't think it was like my absolute favorite, but, but four man, two and four were like the best. I mean, I, I love those games and I actually made a movie out of it when I, when it first came out, I, I recorded it and I was editing it and I was, I thought I was all special and watching it all the time. So now everyone does it. It's like nothing. <laughs> well, that's cool though. No, that's, that's yeah. super cool. I, yeah, Fandom, and, right? and, again, you know, it's like you find yourself in film now and like all you wanted to do is like recreate you know it, it, it's very interesting like uh i you know like, we never thought we'd, we'd be doing this podcast we've always been nerds chatting about this stuff so it's like yeah. it's the next logical step but you know you, you have entered whole fields that like <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I just jump in and do it. So. Yeah, that, that's that's one hundred percent summation cool. of the human existence, right? <laughs> yeah. Chris, uh, I got to get you on my horror podcast with me and my yeah. buddy. Yeah, I, I think to. I think you would fit in so well. But I got one final question for you. Sure. As you didn't set out to make this into a comic book, and you said you've got you know up to eighty issues planned out. Do no, you, written. they're written. Do you, as a creator, get frustrated with the comic book process? Because you have to wait for other people in order to release your material. Like, do you wish that you could just push it out as a book, or are you you like this the style and um, I have like, the patience. I think is the word. I I have no patience. Um, but uh, my artist is super fast, um, which I love, and um, my wallet doesn't as much, but I love. Um, and he's really fast. I mean, he gets me two to three pages a day. I mean, he's, 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 he's right there. Um, so I don't find it frustrating per se as, as the artist, it, you know, deals with it. Um, I find it frustrating to deal with like the Kickstarter part or the marketing part, or, you know, like if I was rich, I would literally just release these for people to see, you know, like, I just want to see them made. Um, and it's, and it's hard to have to, uh, you know, push it to get people to, I've gotten very good positive feedback. Like if, if, when people read it, they seem to really like it, but you have to get people to read it. <laughs> like, you, you know, it's like, read this. Um, and I've been handing it out to people a lot. Uh, and I'm on, I think this, I have 41 campaigns for this, 41 podcasts for this campaign. Um, but I mean, I release them so fast that I don't know if people can afford to keep up. So I have uh, June 20th is issue five. Um, August, I think, 20th or something like that is uh, issue six. And October 3rd, releasing on Halloween, is issue seven and the book one, which is 235, uh, 236 pages. So, yeah. So uh, it's it's frustrating to wait to get them done and to, and to release it to people. And I'm the worst. I want to show everyone every page I get. Like, I literally just want to be like, look at this page. And people are like, you're not supposed to show everyone everything. I was like, I don't yeah, care. You gotta, you gotta make them pay for something. I can't help it. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's the only frustrating part is not being able to share it with everyone the second I get it. Because I am super hyper over it. And I'm just like, you have to see this page. I mean, they just cut off the head of a vampire, damn it. Go look at it. So, yeah. But as far as it being made, it's it's not as frustrating as it probably is for other people. Um, but since mine's already, I mean, I've already got the scripts up to 16, you know, and I'm, I'm on a uh, book six. So I'm a little bit, a little bit ahead. 
But for some reason, when I do the script, I feel like it's being made because I'm picturing it in my head as I'm writing this. Um, and I think that actually helps me from the withdrawals of not getting something from it. So, yeah. All right, Chris. So where can everybody find you online? Are you coming to any cons recently or coming up? Um, all my cons are in Tennessee. Um, there's Nashville in June. There's FrankenCon in June. <laughs> um, and my mentor is there, James O'Barr from The Crow, which was my okay. favorite yep. novel. My favorite. Um, so uh, I can't wait to get his autograph. Uh, and then I have Fanboy, which is in Knoxville. Um, and then I have two more horror. So I have three horror. I think horror cons are going to be my people. You know, like mm -hmm. I, I love comic cons when I'm visiting, but being there, I don't like it because horror people will read a horror comic, but comic people won't just read a horror comic because it's a comic. So it's kind of, you know, I got some of them to read it, but it's, it's easier the other way around. Um, so I think next year it's going to be all horror cons and, and, um, and I, I'm going to enjoy that anyway. To, uh, I'm sorry. I'm like ADD. Um, you can find me anywhere, any platform, just searching worthy chaos. I'm on Kickstarter as worthy chaos. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm on uh, TikTok and Instagram. And you can even add me Carissa Grant on Facebook because I'm one of those people that would be kidnapped as a kid. I talk to anybody and everybody. So um, <laughs> I, as long as we're talking comics or horror, I, I will talk about it anytime, any day. So Awesome, yeah. Chris. Uh, thank you so much. I'll be reaching back out to you to get you on Scary Snobs with me and Sturdy. So Great. And I'll, I'll send you more of the issues so you guys can read it. Yeah, please. Awesome. Man. I'm, I'm <laughs> looking up you, the Worthy Chaos on TikTok right now. About to say, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. I thank appreciate you. it. Thank Bye. you. It was fun so much. Bye. See ya. See ya. What a fun interview. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's really cool, too, because uh, to know that someone just kind of, in a way, like stumbled into the dream project. So yeah, speak, just like <laughs> fell right into it, like uh, just completely unknowing, fully like that is amazing to me. Yeah. And like and to fully realize comic books, like from from zero to fully realize comic books without even realizing that she was doing it. Like <laughs> that's, mm -hmm. that's amazing. <laughs> Oh God! Wow! Yeah, awesome. she was a lot of fun. Awesome. Like that was that was a yeah. great com that was a good conversation. Oh, yeah. I liked it a lot. Oh, yeah. I want to take a minute to talk about the Writers Guild of um, Writers Guild Association because mm -hmm. you know people one they don't realize how much writing is involved in television. Like Mike brought up a good point. Like the showrunner, the manager of the television series, is also a writer on the show, ninety eight percent of the time. So like every aspect of TV is affected because if they let's say they make a whole season. Usually they will go through maybe rework or rewrite something based on audience reaction to an episode that came before. You can't do that if you don't have writers. So that's going to be fascinating to see, especially episodic television, where that's going to go over the next year. And again, I don't know much about the business as far as that stuff goes, but I just to me looking in, it just seems like, you know, TV especially has all these writers. And then if they're not there to help pivot something later, then we're stuck with what we get like hero season two, 24 season seven. There's like a lot of, uh, shows that, you know, I mean, we're affected during the last drives in a podcast. You know? 24 was basically in the writer's strike from season three. So it doesn't, it doesn't mm -hmm. really matter. Like season seven was season five. Of 24 fine. was the best season, Max. Uh, sure. Sure. It was whatever. I'm like, pretty sure. <laughs> too. I will say like, 
because we talked about this a couple days ago and before Max said save it for the cast before he, he'd jump in on that but um <laughs> like I, when I meant earlier in the chat when I was talking about like oh this is gonna be interesting to see what comes out like I'm I'm not saying like oh it's gonna be a positive thing but definitely a curiosity because you know all the stuff that's been shelved right or that's on hiatus now because of the strike mm-hmm. you have a lot of the scripted shows like Abbott Elementary and uh, your favorite Cobra Kai is actually on hiatus until it's resolved uh, but then you got like the talk shows, and for me, 2008 late night talk shows during the strike, those are some of the best times because that's when the whole veneer of you know talk show host and guests and stuff was lifted, and it's just like Conan's just farting around on his set watching his wedding ring spin on a table. Right, like right. I was actually intrigued by that stuff, but <laughs> I totally t- understand. But you, know, you know, it's like it's it's all for a good cause. It's like the only way you can really get what's owed to you is to disrupt things so they wouldn't have to go on strike if they were getting paid like hey if you paid them fairly they would not go on strike if you weren't just absolutely greedy as fuck there's the there's the i I, I got it did it hit? Watch your profanity. There we go. I'm surprised this didn't happen sooner, but I mean, you negot- they negotiated the rates for the last set of rates they had. That's fair. That's what they agreed to be paid. But the problem is they should have done this sooner because especially television has really kicked off and all mm. these networks are making all this money off of these writers. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't happen. Not, but also, you know, it's it's like when technology, when when technology advances, and you had no idea that this was going to happen, you know, like or be available to do. So, like, streaming has made television way more popular than you know, way more accessible Mm -hmm. than it was before, and and. How it's, are you? Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, go sorry. Ahead. It's not just like yeah, streaming and what that, how that impacts residuals and things like that, but also the advent of utilizing AI more in the creative process and how the the corporations or the studios are actually kind of lording that over the writers. Like, hey, if you can't do the job, we'll just outsource it to this AI instead, yeah, and you chat, can just GPT is going to take your punch job things up one. a little bit, yeah. so that way we can keep you in your place, so to speak. So I think yeah. it was it was what you're saying, Max, with regards to the technology of streaming has certainly like skewed you know the figures for for the creatives behind the scenes in a very significant way in the past couple of years, and then also with this not th- I guess it, it's sort of an existential threat of like AI can do your job. Yeah. It's not yeah. there yet, hopefully, but you know. Like, Given five years, AI is doing a lot of people's jobs. AI is well, creepy. They released a notorious B.I.G. remake of a yeah, the music. Song, the music's crazy, and it yeah. sounded incredible. It was Biggie it's, doing a Nas song, and it was just released, and it's it, eerie. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. Tell. Give it, yeah, give it four or five years. Too. It's gonna be real. Well, I mean, yeah, like, they like, got their flows down like to a T. It sounds yeah. It is it's scary. Um, and, and and with the the uh, the the faux like people AI that that is you know like just okay like you're pro, you're telling the computer like hey yeah. sound like this sound like this sound like this you know and, and like it, I think AI is not as bad as everyone is like thinking it's gonna be you know like no, it's gonna be bad it's, it, it, no, it's gonna be bad. No, but like, I mean, like there, there is. It, it's still, in essence, just someone doing something. You know, so they're like, okay, like I, I can 
make the computer think this way and 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 spit out something. Yeah, it's machine learning for sure. Yeah. But machine learning is going to get to the point where it's, it's going to be almost <laughs> I, like, I don't know that, unrecognizable. I don't know. Not, not, yeah. not to like human annihilation levels like yeah. every yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's like Terminator, but it's I feel like a lot of people fire. are like uh, they're like, oh god, it's Skynet, it's fucking Skynet. Economies are going to be screwed up a couple of times in the next few years quite a bit probably because yeah. of you know, yeah, if we don't and uh, not to, my thought is and i've heard other people say this like if you're not getting close to like what is that um where you're getting paid monthly by a certain thing just to exist like i think if we don't have that for some folks we're gonna be really struggling and more so than just like uh unemployment or whatever like if we don't get to that point i think people are gonna really struggle because we're gonna have all, whole industries if automation and, and the trucking and the car industry kind of goes the way Elon Musk sees it, right? And auto self-driving. And we're going to lose a lot of industries very quickly. And I'm not sure it's going to pivot to something different. You it's know what I it's mean? pretty ironic too, because going back to the regards to the writers, like the one role that could be done by an automated system or by AI is the role of CEOs of these of these companies right. and these studios. Like yes. they're the most like disposable but, role but, of anything. But yeah, but that that'll be the last one. That'll yeah, that's be the like, last one. Good yeah. Job. But you know like that's that's like, I, like watch She-Hulk. You know like Kevin, you know is the, mm -hmm. is, the, is the boss like I mean it's it, that the man I I feel like like Disney works Kevin um God, I'm blanking on his Feige. name. Feige. Yeah, they work Feige to the, almost to the point where he's like a robot. Like, keep cranking this out. Go, 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 go. Well, he definitely yes. has like a yes, my fleshy <laughs> I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him exist outside of a press junket interview or red carpet premiere. So it's not like you see like oh, New York Post sees Kevin Feige walking his dog down the street. So I'm convinced he's a hologram. Like, or he could be. Who is Jason's favorite character in Iron Man? Oh, the... fucking Trevor. Yeah. yeah. Watch your profanity. Yeah. <laughs> God, you've gotten better, Justin. Listen, AI we don't learning. Source to an automated system for those. Yeah. Listen, it'd, be, it'd be very Justin's beneficial AI. if AI could pepper in sound effects and actually be good at it. But you guys beneficial. are all in luck because Three Geeks Podcast doesn't have any writers. So, you're... yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all we're up here. Steel track. Yeah. 100% unaffected by the strike. This is all just off the top of our heads. <laughs> well, I that think much stuff well. like that, the creative aspect of it's going to be fine, right? Outside of people, I think artists are getting screwed, right? Like anybody's per, like digital art. Because I mean, it's it's people are creating metal. Different industries have different. Like they're, I guess, anime writers for animation are still working because their guild or their you know organization isn't as conjoined as say the wga right. and also they're a little bit more under the thumb of the corporations more so than the writers guild is so i know they're still at work i, I know there was talk whenever they had their uh town hall meeting you know for the strike that they had representatives from sag after and the dga they're basically going to be like yeah if things don't get better we'll probably be with you in the summer and we yeah, live I mean, in a showrunner world. Like nowadays, like TV shows used to be popular because Ted Danson was on it or Bill Cosby was on it. Now you want to know who's behind the camera, like who's mm -hmm. running the show. Like, is it um, 
JJ uh, Abrams, or is it? I'm trying to think of some of the big names. I'm sorry, I'm blanking. No, JJ my... Abrams. Uh, well, what's her name? Gwenda Benson from uh, Abbott Elementary. She's on the line right now. She's on the picket line right yeah. now. Yeah, the guy who did um, like um, Ali McBeal and stuff. He does a lot of shit too, and that's another <laughs> name that people look. Watch your, watch your profanity. We're well past double that. Clicked it. I double clicked it. No. <laughs> that was still better than I like. Wasn't, when written. certain people talk, I am ready to hit the button. When certain people are talking, ready. I'm not ready. Ready Next, to hit the button. Sometimes my. What the talk is that on whether or not oh, shit is really a customer. That That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. But. Uh, <laughs> But hey, like I'm with you. Hey, writers, like go get that bag, dude. Like they're making so much money. The show, the owners are making so much money, mm. and they would not have a cent of it without you. Get your money. Get your money. They what didn't I love do anything, now. and you did everything. So get your money. I'm making shit. Uh, Dang it, bro. <laughs> Every time, dude. Paramount lost one third of their stock shares. Well, wasn't it? Wasn't it like? Uh, today it was like 10 billion net loss with regards to yeah. the industry as a whole. That's great, right? What That's was great. the last good yeah. thing that Paramount made? That, it, they have the uh, Paramount Plus, so it's got a lot of like good shows, like the Yellow stream, Stones, streaming but, old it's, stuff. It's got a lot of shows. About, like, what's the new thing? Like, well, new Picard. Show? Oh, new stuff. You're talking about new, yeah, new. there's Picard and Star Trek. Um, Tulsa King with cool. Stallone, did Tulsa really well. King. Oh, come the. Fu- I- Ooh, <laughs> so I was ready. Was it did so really crazy. well, Max. It did really well. Oh my god, have you seen that show? No, no it's got, it's oh got, my god, it's another show with that, that show was written by AI. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen this? There's a Seinfeld show that is written by AI. It did, it, yeah, did it was on for a while. Yeah, yeah, it got, it got canceled or whatever. It got striked. Well, it got, it got canceled because people were feeding into the algorithm some some pretty racist stuff. Oh, were they? I, did, I was not. I was unfamiliar. With that's that, the way it goes but... with all the AI. That's yeah. about it. like all the chatbots. They start off innocent and naive, and then people keep feeding them like the worst possible, you know, stuff in order to <laughs> just Skynet things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Paramount could, you know, they could fix that. Just get rid of Paramount Plus and source their stuff out. Like if Netflix got Star Trek, that'd be a big get for Paramount. Because mm-hmm. think of all the money Netflix would pay them to make Star Trek shows. But I mean that that's only fleeting when you know, unless the buyout is totally worth it for like the next fifty years or so. <laughs> like we're, we're gonna see we're gonna yeah, see a lot yeah, more of this yeah, soon. Yeah, Do we know what the writers are asking for in terms of salary? Uh, better, I mean, yeah, better salary. Um, I believe when it can because there was something with regards to that AI was a factor with regards to some of their demands in that they were wanting them to punch up scripts that were you know pre-generated and so forth that that's like nope that's all we're gonna do i know there's something about comedy writing specifically that oh, okay. uh, is a pretty big stipulation on the part of like wages and the residuals with the streaming i think was a big big thing too yeah. it's like um, pennies it's like not even penny it's, oh, it's like the spotify for and, artists type of deal and, oh dude, yeah. yeah yeah no it's, it's it's that bad or worse it's that um, bad yeah. uh they are doing some staffing demands so like they want you know, like more writers in a room if the show gets picked up, um, yeah, like, there, there up, to, like, up studio... to a certain amount. Sorry, go ahead. Mike. Oh no, sorry, there was a lag here. But there, there was also a thing like, for if you want to be on set, we could do it as sort of like an unpaid internship type thing. Is what they were offering to some like 
novice writers and writers' rooms. It's like if you want to be on set, it could be like an unpaid. It's like no. How you gonna feed your, pay. How you gonna feed yourself? Like yeah. you got they're humans. They need to eat and they need to sleep somewhere safe. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like they're asking for at least ten consecutive weeks of work for a greenlit project. You know, like like it's not like they're asking for consistency. Like, crazy. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, like, yeah. hey, like if I get a job, I'd like to have a job. You know, like all of this just, could be resolved by some one of the big heads sacrificing a small fraction of their yeah, out of control one month's bonus. Those, probably, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, and it's it's uh yeah, like they um they are making currently twenty three percent less per you know show or whatever. Than they were ten years ago. Oh, that sucks with inflation and everything. That's well, that's it sucks killer. too because it's like you you figured like two thousand eight. Again, you were saying like should have cleared up some of these, but again, it just got worse. It, what yeah. happened is that writers got stuck in holes that they couldn't get dug out of in long term again. Plus, uh, streaming doesn't have the same um, residuals that um, like network right. TV has, yeah. so, so they then, don't get that. That yeah, they, they, they're trying to negotiate for a bigger piece of that, and they should, and, right? And, and, I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. It's no. huge. No, dude, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, mean, I know you're. I know you're agreeing with me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just... Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, it, 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 it's freaking absurd, and and it's just flat out greed. And it's like, dude, you know, like, hey, if you make if you make uh, you know 250 million or 245 million, like, you don't notice the difference. You yeah. don't notice the difference between 250 and 245 million dollars. The five that. million that you spend that they, they, they take away, everyone will feel that difference so heavily that it's absurd. And but you don't even notice. Like I, I, I cannot stand. It's why trickle down economics doesn't work. <laughs> and also, can you imagine like? Because, I, like I said, DGA, SAG-AFTRA possibly are going to be, you know, picketing in solidarity down to. the line. They Can you imagine to. what would happen with, like, because we've been hearing about this for a year or so or even further, like VFX artists. If all oh, of a sudden that'd be huge. they all that'd got really, huge. really organized yeah. and yeah. really, oh, yeah. like, solid no, on, like, a are, stance. Yeah. Especially now, yeah. Every movie has CGI in it now. Every yeah. movie. Even if it's a simple, like, lamp in the background. That could be oh. CG. Yep. Oh, yeah. Or, or take it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much stuff that they just edit out. You know, that's CG still. That That's <laughs> that's, that, that's them doing, you know, like, you're working. Like, like that doesn't go away on its own. <laughs> so besides, like, the CEOs, is it just the actors that are getting paid, like, the, the big bucks? Is it really just them? Well, no, but it's not all them? the actors. Because, I mean, like, look no. at Scarlett Johansson. Look oh, at, yeah, yeah, look, yeah. Look, yeah she got chipped out of her royalties and so forth. some actors. You know, like, mm -hmm. if you are whoever, you get the bag. But that's about it. Yeah, if you're Tom Cruise, you're going to get paid. Yeah, if, if basically you're also a CEO at that point, too, because he has his own production company and everything yeah. like that. So, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. it's crazy because even now, like, actors – I mean, some actors, but mostly it's the um, it's the movies that are the spectacle nowadays. It's not the actors. Like, you don't go to a Marvel movie because of who's in it. You go to a Marvel movie because you like the characters or you go to any superhero movie or any horror movie. You're going because of the movie, not because – the rock is in it because I, I don't go to a movie because the rock's in it anymore. I the only thing I go to is the rock is in it. Yeah, <laughs> I think we, there was a time in his life that I did. I think Tom Kennedy. Cruise is technically the last movie star. 
Like you go to Tom Cruise movie because Tom Cruise is in it for the most. Yeah, I'd probably. I mean Harrison Ford when he decides to break out Indiana Jones, things like that. But you go because of Indiana Indiana Jones. Jones, You're going, you're going for that necessarily, not because he. Fair, 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 fair. Another Indiana Jones movie, no Harrison Ford, you would still go watch it. Yeah, and plus, you know, yeah, yeah. Harrison Ford's last non-like Blade Runner, non-Star Wars, non-Indiana Jones film did not do so well. That's why all these actors are doing their hits. Like mm-hmm. uh, um, Keaton's about to do his hits. He's doing Batman, and then he's doing Beetlejuice. Man, I'm sorry. Again, I bring this up every time we talk about Keaton, Batman, and The Flash, but he looks like he's being held at gunpoint in that nah, movie. Nah, dude, I thought <laughs> he, was, he, was yeah, he doesn't look happy, does he? Let's, let's get he's nuts. He's Batman. He's never happy. You want he to get said, nuts? Let's get nuts. He said, <laughs> he, he said he was running around the set taking photos for his grandkids. I mean, cool. I mean, if he if he's if he's enjoying it, I, I I just don't know. Like that was just another kind of thing. I'm like, yeah. You, you do realize you did a movie a while ago called Birdman, which is about this exact situation. Yeah. <laughs> I love Birdman. I, I love Birdman. Yeah, I love no, Birdman. I thought it was great. Too. I love I, Keaton. I, I am looking forward to Keaton as Beetlejuice. As long as he's as excited as I heard he was in Batman. I think his character is supposed to be grumpy, so we'll wait for the context. I mean, yes, in the trailers, he looks a little like he's angry for being there. But everything I've heard about him behind the scenes sounds like, like he had was ecstatic. Yeah, he's I'm so frustrated because like, I am interested in going to see that movie, but Ezra Miller is such a scumbag. Oh, dude. Like, yeah. just yeah, yeah. such a scumbag. Well, I, also, Ezra Miller as The Flash sucks. Like, it's yeah. not like... <laughs> It's not like I'll say like he's hold like they're holding like they're holding in a fart. Yeah, yes, yeah. Ezra Miller has got a face like no, no, not like he's holding in the fart. He's got the face like he just farted. He lucked out because it was silent, but he's waiting on everyone to smell it. <laughs> he's just in the elevator, just looking, just just waiting that on is everyone true. It's, it's to realize. Like <laughs> you know, I, 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 it's appalling what Ezra Miller did. And my justification for why I can go see The Flash is because of all the other people that work behind the scenes. But I completely understand if that keeps you from going to the movies. Like, I get it. Like, you don't want to support this guy. But I, I can justify it because I'm supporting everybody else that was involved with the movie. But sure. I, totally, I totally everyone, get it. Everyone's got a different barometer for that. And the thing is, too, a lot, perhaps a lot of people in just the general audience don't, aren't aware of all the issues that they've gone through with regards to being a criminal. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> being a heinous person. But, I just uh, wish, I wish Warner Brothers would stop talking about Ezra Miller. Like somebody, I don't know if it was a critic or if it was Warner Brothers, but somebody said, you know, watch the movie, you'll forget all about Ezra Miller. Oh, oh, yeah, it's, oh man. Like, yeah, that's just bad reading the room. Like, yeah, yeah, no, just don't, don't talk about Don't them. say that. Yeah, like, yeah, you can say, like, I've heard it's way, great. The only way to forget about Ezra Miller is to forget about it. All their reactions to the Flash have been extremely positive, so fingers crossed that DC got one right. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I don't know. All right, we'll Mike. see if the, the, the nostalgia train, you know, like, can if we can hop on board the nostalgia train and we'll just ride this 89 Keaton Batman out to the end. I don't you know. know like, the director <laughs> has me excited. An- Andy Muschietti has done a lot of good stuff. Like what? <laughs> uh, he did. So he, uh, <laughs> he did uh, the first It remake. Okay, no. <laughs> well, I know. I know you didn't see it. Back. Okay, no. Okay, no. <laughs> Thank you. Did he do? Didn't he do True Crime season one? 
You're telling us what he did, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're, you're not to make the argument, sir. Sir, sir, I will not make your argument for you. Sir. I'm pulling it up. I've looked at it before. I'm pulling oh, it back up, Matt. Oh, my goodness. Saturday nights are fun. I know, right? We're awake. We're basically, we're to, this guy hasn't done shit. That's, that's where we're at right now. <laughs> There's no, nothing Max, in you, Max's world. You have not seen anything this guy has done. He did okay. Mama. He did so it. He did what? He did what was the first one? Mama. 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 Oh. It's the Guillermo del Toro-ish type of movie about the, like the, the lanky. It's the, that's the lanky like ghost lady, right? Yeah. I saw it years. I saw it like years ago. Let's look at it. Uh, okay. Uh. Watch your profanity. Get the fuck out of here. Watch your profanity. <laughs> I'll keep doing it, too. All right, Mike. We're going to go into Guardians at full length next Saturday. But, Mike, give us a quick 30-second review because you like this one. Uh, So who else has seen it? Is it just me? or Just you. Just me. Okay. Um, Yeah, I liked it. It's a good way to round out the Guardians story. Uh ahead of time here this is not giving too much away but like if you love animals just prepare yourself it gets oh that's a bummer um but it's 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 good it's got heart i've always felt the guardians movies have the most heart out of a lot of these marvel movies and like i said on a post earlier i'm i'm good leaving marvel at the door with this one like I'll I'll come back to Marvel movies because I'm on here with you guys, so I need to talk about them. So, <laughs> but um, like they're not they're not appointment or priority viewing for me anymore. After they're this. not Tom cruising for you. Yeah, no, I the the animal stuff in this movie I think was done by design. Oh yeah, no, no, it's it is. It's just do they, do they visit like Rocket's homeworld or whatever. Like, the, well, I the mean, dude experiments on animals, right? There's like a Rocket's scientist a that experiments on animals. Rocket is the focus. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've heard yeah, there's yeah. a good twenty minutes of like. If you're in, if you scrimmish like blood or animal cruelty, it's going to be really hard for you to watch. But also, but, half those majority of those animals are CGI anyway. Yeah, so. uh, I would I would say <laughs> any animal that gets tortured or whatever is going to be CGI. Yeah, you can you can divorce <laughs> you can divorce yourself from the uh, from the greediness of it a little bit because it's like it's a cartoon otter. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Yeah, it's not like Twelve Years a Slave where it's like, yeah, that dude is just strung up but, there. <laughs> but it's a, it's a cartoon otter that makes you feel something. So yeah. I feel that's what this movie does really well. And yeah, it's it's I'm perfectly fine if I never see these characters again. I know that's not going to be the case because they'll bring them back for whatever they're going to try to do with Kang now. But um, yeah, I think uh, the only actor that's come out and said yeah they would want to do their character again is Peter Quill. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. I'm sure enough money will get yeah, anywhere. He back. wants to. He, he like look, look, man. Some people money. they're getting that, that check. I've done Jurassic Park. When they're, when they're getting that check, they're like, mm, mm-hmm. I'm, putting, I'm putting fifty bucks <laughs> on that. Most of these actors we're gonna find out very soon are gonna be cast in DC movies. I think they're all going with Gun. Sure. I think uh, Batista wants to go. Like I've been loving his turn. Like he has the career that I wish The Rock had because. He's it actually deeper like, stuff. For he's sure. le- he's leaned into more serious stuff, more dramatic stuff. He's like, okay, I, I can know what my strengths can be. I can be just quiet and reserved, but also I could do comedies. I could do drama. Like Dune Two looks amazing, and even I, if it's I just saw that trailer came out, I want to watch it. So I even if it's just it five seconds of him screaming, he looks intimidating in it. I'm so. not comparing the two because by can no can means do I think you're on the same level. I know, but, said Jason, too. <laughs> but, can we? I haven't seen that. Can we watch that? Can we watch that right now? 
I haven't seen a trailer for Dune 2. It's out. So it's out. Yeah, it's out. part two. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Max's eyes. It right now. It. <laughs> Don't you hate trailers, Max? I watched one. I watched one trailer and then I'm good. <laughs> and it's it's also like you know the story already, too. So. Yeah, yeah, Max has read the book a couple times. I I've got it queued up, but let me say what I was going to say first. Yeah. The thing, I, I again, I don't think the actors are the same quality-wise, but the thing with Batista and like John Cena is directors have learned how to use both of them mm -hmm. and that they know where they shine. Like John Cena shines more in the comedy side of things. And Dave Batista, like he knows what works for him and the directors play to his strengths as opposed to like Ooh. The Rock, where they let The Rock just be also the rock all the time. batista is perfectly fine with being a supporting character he doesn't need to be the he doesn't feel a desire to need to be the lead yeah. like certainly he can be if he wants i'm sure but he seems pretty comfortable being like i don't mind being second banana to someone else yeah, Wait, he was my right? favorite part of that movie i thought you said doom not dune so i thought they were making a new doom movie no no, no, no dune. 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 okay yeah yeah but i'm not, not excited this trailer I've not seen this trailer either. I'm 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 more excited for this than I was that. But because uh, I thought Doom, John Batista, Batista, let's do it. Like like let's just go. He'd be following in the Rock's footsteps. Yeah, the Rock's footsteps directly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, can he do it better than the Rock? Like, let's go. I okay. Right, You're saying in this movie, run it, run it. It's breathtaking. Oh my god, I love Doom so much. Me too. Yeah, please talk over this trailer. Yeah, we're gonna copyright it anyway, so it's fine. But uh yeah, poor Justin can't even post a short anymore without getting copyrighted. Oh my gosh. It's all good. We get some good views out of it. Mother. Oh my god, the Larry one's been doing so well. Um I gotta say, I, I like Florence being in this too. Yeah, me too. There's some great polls for the new cast members here. What? So I think everyone here has either read the books or knows the story. Like, I really want them to delve into like the battles part of it because the book kind of glazes over that to me. Like, I would like to see <laughs> yeah. some of the fighting. Oh yeah, the, the dude is 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 not a good action writer. He's like like the world and the story were more. Yeah, the politics of it was great. It yeah, was fun yeah. to like dance around it too. But uh, yeah, no, to to see some of the action that is just like implied in the books, yeah, is is awesome. <laughs> yes, and like, I can't wait for them to ride a worm. Sorry, I don't talk over you. Oh no, no, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be plenty of like yeah, they're doing uprising right footage. Let's say. Yeah. Direct. I just want to see how cool he ends up being, right? Because the book, he was basically just a god. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he just did whatever he wanted. And then <laughs> it gets it gets weird after yeah. like book three. I need to read the book. I bought it I, last year and I haven't read it yet. Oh, dude, it's so no, good. It, it's, it's really good. Yeah, we can do a whole podcast on it. Well, that's it by Casey. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I love the book. It's. I'll lend it to you if you don't have it already. Um, yeah, it's it's absolutely a necessary read. Mm -hmm. um, I have book just, one. I yeah. love that you don't you don't see him riding full warm yet. No, like, no. you got that, you got to earn that when you're in the theater. <laughs> I'm excited for it too. When I first finished the book, I was like, I can't wait to watch him ride a, a ride a worm. <laughs> it's gonna be cool. Yep. Oh yeah. No, I'm curious what uh, what's his name Austin Butler does with Fade. Mm. That's a yeah. that's a different look for Fade than what I'm used to. So absolutely, I'm curious. That's sweet. I'm really excited. Yep. 
I love the music too. They nailed the music for them. The first that, one. Oh hopefully, it continues over the that vocalist. She is earning. She's earning her checks. That's yeah. yeah. Like, oh, dude. The, the November though. Singing. Oh, it's so far away. Yeah. It's a Christmas. It's a holiday. Movie. I know for sure. I'm not mad at them. I just want to be sooner. The throat singing in the first one, like when the when the when you, you the, see the, the planet, the card. warrior planet. Yeah. 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 Oh my god, I'm super yes. cool. Let's do it. Let's told, go, Dune. Let's do it. I told you what happened in the theater when I first saw it, right? In the theater, mm-hmm. it was that we had some previews and then there was no Warner Brothers logo to start it off. So it just goes quiet almost on boo and half the audience like freaks out because they're like, What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> if you guys have never heard like throat singing in person, it's real cool. Like when at college they had like a whole music festival every year for like random like talents and they brought in some folks that could throat sing i sat there and boy is it a is it a thing to be like sitting there and listening to it's I, pretty yeah, cool I've never yeah if you get an opportunity I would, I would encourage it even just for a brief moment but it's it's pretty cool i just like just hit me like i i put the wrong uh at on mine but i love the at justin at three geeks justin at three geeks max at three geeks j <laughs> We all ran with that <laughs> yeah. consistency. I followed the I followed the two of you. <laughs> like, I wasn't I wasn't I, unique. I just saw you two doing it. <laughs> I, I like to not put something stupid and sarcastic, like when we're having guests and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's why you professional. Yeah, a, a little bit, a little bit of professionalism. Um, like even for the last interview that I was on, like I wore the three geek shirt. I was you like, <laughs> you're a classy dude. Everybody, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Check out Mike at youtube.com forward slash Mike McGee TV. Guys, catch us at 3 Geeks Podcast everywhere you find podcasts, videos. Just pretty much type that into the internet. You'll find everything we do. Uh, we're working on the website. That's all I'm going to say for that. And um, uh, Justin, I just want to thank you again, buddy. You kill the shorts every week. I mean, you did posted three shorts. I got almost 3,000 views and that each, and that's incredible. Every time I go on my homepage, it's always one I haven't seen yet. And I'm like, huh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Justin and I are supposed to do it like three times a day. I'm supposed to do like two, and he's supposed to do one. And life has been busy, (laughs) but we're trying really hard to keep Uh, that going. Did did the brisket episode get put up? I I might have. No, it's out there. It's out there. It just. I don't blame people for not watching it because, like, it's just. Hey, Max, you made me camera (laughs) just turned into brisket. I tried to make it more fun, but. I'm like, oh, fuck, did I post the brisket? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Mike. I didn't, I didn't thank, you. thank you. Thank you. I love you guys. Have a great night. Recycle your droids. See you.